welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we are talking about Ashburton. Is it a good place to invest? Now, the last time that we have pulled out parts of New Zealand to discuss, we've got such great feedback about it. We talked about Levin previously, we've talked about Wanganui. Now we're going to get into actually the number one most talked about location that when we asked you guys, hey, where do you want to hear about? Ashburton was actually the number one most asked about location. Now, before we get into the stats, I always like to start these off by asking you, Andrew, before we dig into anything, what do you think about Ashburton? And just for anybody who doesn't know, whereabouts is it? I love how Ed kind of, he's armed with all this statistical data and then he lets me go away and give my two cents, which is probably unfounded in a lot of cases, and then he tells me that I'm wrong. This is why we do this part of the show, just for any of these listeners. So Ashburton is about one hour south Canterbury, so it's somewhere that you pass through on the way to Queenstown if you're driving to Queenstown or something like that. It's not somewhere that I've had any reason to kind of stop in other than one time I remember driving there and getting a flat tyre, and also there's a McDonald's on the way through there. But other than that, it's kind of just a through to other places but it's an area that is becoming increasingly on our radar purely because it's actually an affordable part of Canterbury. I think that certainly the latter half I think is a fair assessment. There's more people who live in Ashburton than you probably think. It's about the 20,000 mark live in the district 20 to 40,000. Now I want to dig into the data and tell you why I'm actually excited about Ashburton. The previous areas that we've talked about live in Wanganui, we haven't been as hot on, but I like it. And I'm going to tell you why I like it. The first thing is, let's start with our good old property cycle of, is it undervalued? Is it overvalued when you compare it to where the data or the house prices have historically been in the past? It's about 25% undervalued. In fact, by this metric, this model, and of course this model is not the be all and end all, but it's an indicator of, are prices pretty high? Are they pretty low at the moment? Ashburton prices are pretty low. It's actually the third most undervalued council area in the country out of a total of 66, which means that property prices, at least over the last four or five years, have been increasing at a much slower rate in the district compared to the rest of New Zealand. Now, that says to me that there is the potential for some of this catch-up growth to happen in Ashburton. Now, when I say that house prices have been increasing at a slower rate, I don't mean that they haven't been increasing at all. You know, they've seen enormous growth, just like the rest of the country has, but there is more of an opportunity in Ashburton for that catch-up growth, perhaps, than some other areas. The other thing, and, you know, this might surprise you, Andrew, for what you just called a a bit of a through town, Ashburton has got (laughs) some of the highest population growth or projected population growth in the country. It is ninth out of 66, 67 councils across the entire country. About 21% population growth is expected over the next 25 years. Maybe it's a great McDonald's. That's the reason why everybody's moving there. (laughs) I do have to say I'm on figure.nz. I was looking at the uh, population. Now, the last time I drove through there probably was about 2001, to be fair, after I'd had that terrible incident where I had to change my entire. And the population there was 26,000. Now it's closer to forty. Yeah, it's starting to grow quite significantly. And I expect actually that one of the things that Ashburton will benefit from, just like Levin has in terms of Wellington, which is again about an hour from Wellington, is that as the roading infrastructure around Christchurch improves, 
we're starting to see people move out into these satellite cities. Now, we've talked ad nauseum about the growth of the likes of Rolleston and Selwyn District, and I feel like Ashburton is expected to get some of that benefit as well as people yes. start to move out, perhaps work a couple of days from home. You know, there's no reason why somebody couldn't work in Rolleston or another of the satellite towns, but live in Ashburton. And while I said that, there has been slower capital growth in Ashburton. It's still been 6.43% per year, year-on-year growth, since January 2000 through to June 2021. So we've still seen enormous capital growth over that time. So it's got quite a few of these factors. We were talking just on a few episodes ago about what factors do you look for in terms of capital growth. So we talked about things like relative affordability and purchasing at a good price. We talked about population growth. We talked about buying it in an undervalued area. Like this is somewhere that I'm quite excited about. And we don't even have properties there that we're currently recommending. It's not like I've got anything there that I'm trying to convince anybody about. I just really think that this is a town. I don't want to call it the town of the future because that's what people have called Hamilton <laughs> and Rolleston. But I mean, I'm getting excited about it. And the big thing for me is that the average price in Ashburton or average property value is about 436000 That compares to about 922000 right across New Zealand. The average price in Ashburn is about half that of New Zealand. So quite a few good things to like. But one thing that really surprised me, Andrew, was the makeup of the Ashburn economy. So in terms of if you were to line up all of the regions in New Zealand from the highest GDP per capita, the most stuff produced per capita compared to the lowest, Canterbury comes kind of smack bang in the middle. I think it's in fifth or sixth place out of about 16 different regions. But to be fair to Canterbury, Canterbury's economy has been growing at a faster rate than the rest of New Zealand's economy since roughly 2000. Now, the interesting thing in Ashburton, I can't quite figure out why, is that many, many more people are actually engaged in the workforce than otherwise. So lots more people work full-time, lots more people work part-time. There are fewer people who are either retirees or fewer people who are in long-term unemployment. Now, to be fair, the unemployment rate in Ashburton, last time I saw the data or it was calculated, was slightly higher than that of New Zealand. But that's simply because the way we calculate unemployment in New Zealand is it's based on people who actually want to work. So if you go out and look at data for the rest of New Zealand, you know, roughly 30% of people are not looking for work because they're either studying, they're retired, they're in long-term unemployment and have given up looking for jobs. The number of those sorts of people way, way lower in Ashburton, way lower. The number of people who are not in the workforce, uh, about 22%. For New Zealand, it's about 31, 32%. So big, big difference there that I really want to stress that makes this quite attractive. And even though house prices are significantly lower, about half as much, the average personal income is only like 13% lower than the New Zealand's average. So incomes are okay, pretty good workforce. GDP's been growing faster than the rest of New Zealand, kind of undervalued by our model in terms of house prices right now, good population growth. I'm kind of liking Ashburton, and I did not expect to like it. Do you know what I mean, Andrew? <laughs> What's sticking out to you in terms yeah, of the things we're talking about here? 
Look, I, I think the biggest thing for me is affordability. And ultimately, I often say any property can be a rental property. You just got to find a tenant for it. But the challenge is to find something that's good investment. And good investment really comes down to price. You can have all the bells and whistles in a house. You can have you know swimming pools. You can have you know large houses, large sections, all of these kind of things. But at the end of the day, price is probably the big dictator for most people, both from a purchase price standpoint, which you know matters now when you buy the property, even if you're using the bank's money, but it's going to matter when you sell the property in 20 years' time. If you're still selling in the affordable price bracket, you appeal to the masses. Similarly, when you have a property that you're renting out and you're just looking to get kind of that mid-range or a slightly higher range but a brand new property, then it's going to be appealing to a tenant compared to you know trying to get every last dollar out and try and get enough to pay your mortgage, but having to get $1,000 a week because you've bought a property and it's too much money. I think one other thing that I just want to mention about Ashburton as well, Andrew, is that the economy's pretty stable. Now, what I mean by that is when I look at what people are actually engaged in, about 28.7%, so let's call it 29%, 30% of the Ashburton economy is based on agriculture, and about a quarter of the jobs are directly based on agriculture. So I'm thinking about dairy farming, meat processing, sheep farming, all of that kind of thing. So even when you go through a really rough patch, like we are at the moment in COVID times, you've still got a relatively stable industry there. Now, look, does that mean that there are no risks to that? Well, of course not. There could be an issue that affected the milking sector or dairy sector in New Zealand. There could be issues with getting feed. There could be animal diseases that cropped up. You know, there are lots of disaster events that could significantly affect that industry. But if I compare this one, Ashburn, to a similar district in South Canterbury, call it Mackenzie District, I'd expect that Ashburnton is a lot more robust than a smaller district like Mackenzie, which is much more reliant on tourism as well. Now, there is a bit of an issue, though, Andrew, if people are looking to maybe get an investment property in Ashburnton, especially if it's new builds. What have you seen when we've been looking at this area? Yeah, so the challenge is, if you take trade me for an example of search, there's just limited stock. Things tend to go quite quickly, and, of course, the challenge is most of it is actually probably not ideal investment stock. So we had a bit of a hunt the other day, Ed and myself, and most of the properties were, you know, 600-ish thereabouts, but they were on huge sections. So of course, I think we spoke in an episode a couple of days ago about yields. Land affects your purchase price, and so then it can affect your yield negatively because it doesn't mean more rent. And of course, you know, one package that I looked at that had 660 square metres of land that's probably too big for your average tenant. They're probably not going to want to be mowing those lawns. It's not going to be something that would be our ideal investment. We're probably like something around that 450 mark. So the numbers are okay at this stage. And just to dig into that, some people listening to the show might be like, standalone house for 600k, it's cheap, mate. One of the things I really want you to think about, actually, if you are investing outside of your home city, is that just because you're in Auckland or Tauranga or Hamilton and you look at another city and you think, oh, these houses are so cheap, be careful of overpaying because it might be cheap compared to you, but that might be an expensive property compared to that home market. So let's just dig into that a bit. I've looked at the data of what's actually sold, what new builds have actually sold in Ashburton over the six months from January through to June, so 2021. And there are 38 
new build, three bedroom standalone houses that were sold in Ashburton in that time, the average sale price was 424K. So $424,000 was the average sale price. Now, since then, you know, we're talking two months ago, three months ago, you know, at most January, some of those properties might be sold eight months ago. So it is important to realize that the market may have moved somewhat since then. But if, you know, we're talking about moving from 424 to perhaps 450, 475, rather than that upper end around the 600K mark. So I do think it's important that we dig into like, hey, if we are buying for affordability, let's make sure we're actually buying a really affordable property, not just for what we'd be used to, because we might be living in property markets that tend to be more expensive, but are still the appropriate price in that specific town. So I do think that's important. And it's probably important, actually, Andrew, just to share some of the things that we're trying to do so that we could actually get, I suppose, good investment properties in Ashburton. So one of the things that we've started proactively doing is identifying these up-and-coming areas or, or areas that we think have got great potential and actually going to developers that we know have got great reputations and encouraging them to do developments there and, and even going as far as sourcing some of the land for them to do that in a lot of cases. And so what that means is we're going to have exclusive options available for people, which is great because these are areas where there isn't necessarily the same competition. You know, your developers aren't scrambling over each other because Christchurch City townhouses, all of a sudden everyone wants to do it. And of course that drives the price up for potential investors. These are areas which uh, I guess fewer people are looking at and we want to get in there before the curve. And I definitely think, I mean, just so everybody's clear as well, we don't have any properties that we're currently recommending in Ashburton. Yep. So please don't email in saying, can I buy a property in Ashburton? I don't have it <laughs> for you. But I do just want to say, like, based on the data I'm looking at, this is a really cool area. It's one that I, I'm quite excited about. I'm keen to keep an eye on to see how it goes. And this is actually one of the three, what I'm calling emerging markets around New Zealand that we've looked at. So I've been looking at every town in New Zealand with 10,000 or more people in it and saying, well, what are these economic fundamentals? You know, and I've run the quantitative analysis on each of these areas and definitely Ashburton's in my top three based on the analysis we've done so far. So I expect to hear probably a wee bit more about this over time and those other two emerging areas. That doesn't mean, though, that some of those areas that you've currently invested in the past are bad areas. This is just an additional one to consider, I think, to throw into the mix. And it's not that everybody should go buy 10 properties in Ashburton, but perhaps <laughs> consider it as part of a diversified property portfolio. Is that a fair, fair enough assessment, Andrew? Absolutely. Fantastic. Let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, we had such a great review on Apple Podcasts from Oshi. They've said, best podcast around. It's a five-star review. And I love this because they said, these guys have helped me purchase two investment properties. So that's great that's that you've awesome. taken the knowledge you've learned here on the podcast and actually gone and done something with it. And I just think that's wonderful. And make sure you tune in tomorrow because we're talking about what's it like if you want to use Opus Partners for the first time. We're going to dig through the exact process we take people through because we've had some questions from you guys about, well, what's it actually like? And we are actually doing a webinar talking about diversified portfolios on the 21st of September. That's a Tuesday at 7pm where we're going to take you through how to build a diversified 
portfolio or investment property portfolio and how do you plan for it? How do you build it? It's going to be a very beautiful webinar. So I'll drop a link for that in the show notes. Tap or swipe over the cover art, link in there, or just go to opuspartners.co.nz. Listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Richard Beckle. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, taxes, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.